Shopify grows your business no matter how far or big you grow. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling your fans' next favorite shirt or an exclusive piece of podcast merch, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash income, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash income now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. We had a home birth back in 2016. So we started a podcast about it. And then grew it into a birth brand to help future and current parents believe in their success with home birth. This is the place to hear home birth stories along with helpful resources and tips to feel empowered and supported in your birth journey. This is Doing It At Home. Hello and welcome back to Doing It At Home. Today's episode is a home birth story featuring details of two births, one an unplanned home birth and the other a planned home birth. So I know you are intrigued and interested in the details on that. And don't worry, we're going to bring those to you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for hitting that play button wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, wherever you are in the world. Just want to acknowledge you and let you know that you are appreciated and that you are awesome. And if you have hit that play button, why not hit the subscribe button as well since you're already there? And if you haven't already, we would really appreciate that. One, benefit to you, obviously, you get notified every time new episodes drop. And then also for us, it's a very small way you may not realize, but it really does help on our end algorithmically to grow the show, to spread awareness about it so that other people find it, you know, so that it's it's ranking and how it gets served up to people when they search for podcasts like ours. It really is helpful just by hitting that subscribe button. And if there are ways that you would like to contribute to doing it at home, to support doing it at home, give back in a way, you know, pay it forward. If you have gotten anything from doing it at home, if it's been a support to you or a resource, there are a lot of really cool different ways that you can do that and get involved and be a part of the community that have different investments of bandwidth and resources. Just from hitting subscribe, like I said, following us on social media, signing up for our email newsletter, as well as buying merch, which supports the show, as well as you get something really cool like a tea or a mug or a tote bag or a onesie that has a cool home birth graphic or logo or saying on it. And so, you know, it's really win-win there. All the links to that are in the show notes and things that you can check out, as well as our book, which is available on Amazon. 
And we have something fun coming up in the next couple of days here. Monday, June 6th, the Home Birth Hub launches. So it's the first time I'm putting the name out there and sharing that with you all, the Home Birth Hub. So this is going to be a space where you can get more home birth stories in different formats. So you can read birth stories, you can listen to them, you can watch video of people telling their birth stories. So that's all going to be there as well as a library of digital content that we've created over the years, access to our digital as well as audio version of our book, lots of really cool things, and a monthly Zoom call with us highlighting on different topics, supporting you along your home birth journey, bringing in thought leaders and experts and bringing in content from them as well because you know we are not experts in many of the things that I know some of you would like information on. And so how can you find a place that is home birth minded, home birth supportive, and has a lot of really great different resources across the spectrum, you know, running the gamut from preconception to planning for birth to postpartum care and planning, you know, all of that is going to be in there and really, really excited about it. Again, Monday, June 6th. So stay tuned. Be tuned in here on the podcast, obviously. Be following us on social media, on the newsletter. You know, we'll let you know when it's out there and when you can hop in and when you can start engaging in the hub, which we are so excited about. And I can't believe, well, I can believe it. It's it's really funny, actually. Monday is International Home Birth Day. And we we had no idea of that that was that date when we chose the sixth to launch the hub. So it's just, I mean, of course, right? You can't make that up. So it's Kismet, it's it's magically aligned. And on Monday, June 6th, International Home Birth Day, we will be launching the hub. And this will be a place for you, again, to get more home birth stories. And if you are, particularly if you are pregnant or soon to be pregnant and planning for your home birth, this is the space that you want to be. Again, it's going to be all home birth minded, home birth space holding for you. And it's going to include a bunch of great content, resources, education, as well as community, you know, getting in on those live Zoom calls once a month with us. Ooh, yes. I'm just, I'm so excited. So yeah, stay tuned. And I think that's all the updates. Sorry if I have a weird funk to my voice. I (laughs) am experiencing seasonal allergies a little bit late this year. We live in Georgia and growing up in Florida, I did not know there was such a thing as this, you know, (laughs) with all everything that comes out of the trees. And so I am just, oh, I'm doing my very best here. I feel like I am underwater most of the time. And so I just know like my ear, nose, throat, eyes, all of it is is really funky right now. So just uh, bear with me on that. Also, quick shout out to our friends over at Needed for supporting us during this pregnancy in our prenatal vitamin supplement nourishment needs and to really optimize that and to be and feel my best for myself and for baby in preparation for birth and motherhood. So thank you to Needed. There's a link in the show notes for you to go to to check out all of their products and their company. And you can use the code DIAH for 20% off of your order. And I just want to give a specific nod to their hydration support packets because I have thrown up 
just once in this pregnancy. And I will just add that it was a sympathy vomit because Maya got a little stomach bug and she threw up. And so then it made me throw up because I couldn't stand watching her throw up. Anyway, without talking about that any further, uh, I knew that that put me into a dehydration mode because I really couldn't eat or drink that much throughout the day and just really couldn't keep anything down. It was at a rough stage in the first trimester. So I busted out the hydration pack, put that in some water, and I know that supported me throughout the day in just getting back what I needed, replenishing those electrolytes and minerals that I lost from going through what I went through, but then also just not not really being able to eat and drink that much on the other side of it. So that is an example, real life, of how that came in in the clutch for me and supported me at a time, but then also just doing it in daily for optimal hydration is great as well. But then it was just also very key and very much appreciated to have as a resource in that time of need. So thank you, Needed, for that. (laughs) And then I also want to give a shout out to Sea and the Moon, who makes the amazing Malibu Made Glow Oil, which I have been rubbing on my belly and all the rest of my parts, really, because the oil is for hair, skin, and face. Um, But I'm just, I've really been putting attention on the the belly and giving that some love. So I highly recommend you go check out the Glow Oil. You can go to their website with the link in our uh, below in whatever you are listening to. You can see the show description. Links are there. And you can use the code DIAH15 for 15% off of your bottle of the glow oil. So go check that out. All right. So let's jump into today's episode. We're chatting with Tori Smith about her unplanned home birth and then her planned home birth and then all the things that have come since then namely being inspired to write a book called Ready to Unpop. So we talk about that a little bit. And that's just really cool because we can certainly relate to home birth changing your life pretty much entirely and also inspiring you to create things and create projects like, I don't know, a podcast like you might be listening to right now inspired by a home birth. So that's just super cool and uh, an aspect of her story that I really appreciate. And let's do it. Quick word from our sponsor, and then you'll hear from Tori. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hi, Tori. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. Yes, we're so excited to have you here on Doing It at Home, and we can't get can't wait to get into your stories and book and all that great stuff. So yes. thanks for showing up. Oh, thank you. So tell us a little bit about you and your family. Well, um, I've got two kids, um, Dawson and Nora, and um, they were bo- both born at home. But the first one was a surprise. It was not planned to be at home. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But yeah, I've got the two kids. I live in Canada and we just moved into a new house, been doing renovations and life's just busy. Like I'm Mm -hmm. sure anyone with kids can relate to. It's just busy all the time. (laughs) (laughs) 
That's, That's great. great. I am also looking forward to this whole unplanned element because that hasn't come up a lot on the show. And I think that's just mm -hmm. because True. people who have unplanned home births, unless they go on to have more planned home births, aren't typically in the space of home birth, you know, or looking up, looking into it or reading stories about it. Like they're just like, yeah, I tried to go to the hospital and didn't make it or or whatever the case. So I love that we can represent all the ways that a home birth can unfold. And so I would love for you to take us back a few years and kind of set that scene for us and how that that unfolded. Yes, absolutely. So yes, this unplanned home birth for me, it changed like the whole trajectory of my life. It was mm -hmm. such a positive experience. And that's why I love to share it with people too, because I I just feel lucky that I I had my eyes open to it that way and um and definitely went on to plan the second one at home because it was such a good experience so yeah so flashback to about five years ago I was pregnant and I was familiar with midwives and even home birth I had a friend who had a home birth when we were quite young like she was one of the first friends I knew who had a baby and she had a midwife and I was there for even some of the midwife appointments. So I got to kind of see a glimpse into that world, um, which was actually really, really good for me because I think sometimes you just don't see it. And when you don't see it, you don't know about it. And then you don't consider it for yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I think that happens a lot with people. You kind of stick to what you know. So I had luckily, you know, seen this side to things and I was like I was quite inspired too um, with it although I wasn't sure what I would choose for myself at least I knew that there were those options so mm. I I did explore um, possibly having a home birth um, maybe go to the hospital or there was a third option to to use a birthing center mm -hmm. and so I I was lucky to get a midwife because it's actually um, at least here it's not always easy. I, I was on a waiting list and it wasn't until I was 20 weeks through my pregnancy that I got accepted uh, to see a midwife and be under that care. So I was lucky in that way. Um, and then with the midwife, they allowed you the option of going to the birthing center. So that was kind of like our compromise. We were like, okay, we felt for whatever reason, a little bit more comfortable there. It wasn't home. It wasn't the hospital. It seemed like kind of an in-between place. And so that was the plan for us. And um, I know, at least like for my partner as well, he he felt a little more comfortable. I think the idea of a home birth for him was like way out there, like almost insane. Like he mm -hmm. thought like this was something that like people just don't do. So he, yeah, and same with my mom and my mother-in-law and everyone thought that was a little bit crazy too. So we just, you know, we had our plan. We were going to go to the birthing center and that was that. And um, yeah, so it was funny that, I'll always remember uh, going to labor because it was a very historic moment in time. It was um, the the Trump election, mm. 2016. So it was the night they were like sharing the election results and everyone oh, was wow. kind of like, it was a wild time, right? Like it mm -hmm. was like, what's going to happen? And even though I'm in Canada, like all eyes were on this election. So we're like <laughs> watching the results and I'm like, this is wild, man. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to ha happen here. Excuse me. And I was like, I just, I got to go to bed. Like it's getting late. Like I kind of wanted to see the results, but I was like, I'll just wait till the morning. <laughs> and as soon as I laid down, I just like felt first contraction. Mm. So I always say like Donald Trump, like put me into labor. I don't know <laughs> if he stressed me out or what. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I laid down. I just, I felt a contraction and it felt 
it just, I didn't know what to expect, right? First pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I know some people, you know, think that they're in labor and they're not, but this, it really did feel like what I would expect a contraction to feel like. I was also, I think it was uh, four or five days over my due date. So I I also, I knew this was coming, right? Mm. (laughs) So the other funny thing about it is that with your first, I feel like a lot of people, the way they prepared me for it was that, oh, you know, your first can take a little bit longer. And so don't, you know, don't get up and don't just go about your day and try to get some rest. Mm. And, you know, because you could be in it for the long haul here. And so, you know, don't get all excited and just try to get some sleep. So that was my plan. I, I thought, okay, this is, this is just the beginning and I'll, I'll try to get some rest. And, but it was quite wild. Like it was, say this was around like 11 PM when I, I laid down and had the first contraction and already like within an hour, I was already needing to like sit up through contractions. And I, like, I definitely couldn't sleep. I've heard of people saying yeah. you can sometimes sleep, mm, right? Yeah. I, there was no way. And I was, mm. I was really having to get up and breathe through it like very quickly. And around um, 2 a.m. is when my water broke. And I, that's when I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm getting up. Like it was like, okay, turn on the lights. Like this is happening. I'm not going to try to sleep anymore. <laughs> and I called my mom. I called my sister. I called my doula to kind of get the troops ready, you know, get everyone on notice. And, um, but the midwife still said, don't call us until you're about, like, they, they give you that time, right? I think it's, I forget what it is. I think it's um, five minutes between contractions. Last, it's some magic number. Lasting a minute. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Whatever it was. So we were, like, we were timing it and and we were like, okay, it's too early to call the midwife. Like, this, you know, we just need to kind of wait on it. But it really did feel, like, very intense. So... Like there was a point when I was like, okay, let's just call her and see what she thinks. And she was on the fence too. Like she kind of felt like this is pretty early. She she seemed to think that I had like a long ways to go. <laughs> um, so no one seemed really that concerned, right? I, and, and I just didn't know what to think because I had never done it before. So in my mind, I thought this was like just the beginning. I thought this was like going to you know, keep going on and on for a while and maybe get more and more intense. Like that was my expectation, but that was definitely not the case. Mm. Um, Because so the midwife, she could hear me over the phone and I guess she could just sort of sense by the way I sounded that, you know, maybe she should come and check on me. And we're lucky that that was an option that she was actually willing to come to my home. And it's a good thing she did, at least at least for me. Uh, I'm happy that she did because she got there and she did a check on me and she said, you're nine centimeters dilated and like I think this baby's coming really quick. How mm. would you feel about having it at home? Mm. And it was so funny. I just, I'll never forget that moment. I felt very calm in that moment. I was like, yeah, that's fine let's do it. I don't really want to move at this point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think anyone in that sort of like transition phase understands like, I didn't want to walk down the stairs. We're in an apartment. So there's like two flights of stairs out to the car and drive off to the birthing center. Like if I didn't have to move, I I didn't really want to, Mm -hmm. but everyone around me. So there's my partner, my mom, my sister, like all their faces like I could just see they were like 
kind of worried and shocked and everyone it was just this moment of like oh my god the baby's coming out mm. so um it was funny there was just that like moment of shock but then everyone just kind of like went into action and so the midwife like went down to her car she had all her supplies with her she asked my boyfriend if he had any towels and really that's funny that's a big lesson that <laughs> I got from this birth is like all you really need is some towels. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes you think you have to prepare and do all this stuff and have this big, you know, like box of supplies. And it's funny because all we really needed is towels. And <laughs> we had like a bunch of, you know, like old towels. It's perfect. So we didn't wreck any of our towels or bedding or anything like that. And that's really all we needed. So he, you know, he put some towels in the dryer and, um, I think my doula kind of took me to go to the bathroom one last time, which is always kind of a good idea. I think when you're getting close, like empty that bladder if mm -hmm. you can. And it really wasn't long. It was like uh, less than an hour. And I just felt that like sensation. I felt that urge to push. Definitely wasn't like, um, I think some people worry like, how will I know when it's time to push? Mm -hmm. And for me, there was no question. It was it, like, it just, happen it was my body doing it on my behalf you know it wasn't me making the decision it just it was so instinctive and mm. natural uh so yeah I would say to anyone who has that worry like at least for me and a lot of women I've talked to your body will tell you when like it's not something that you need to to wonder or, ha or have someone else like coaching you unless mm -hmm. you're actually like maybe numb right and mm. can't feel feel that but yeah, it was, it was quite amazing. Um, it seemed like a whirlwind. It was about six hours from first contraction to when he was born. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was it was quite the experience. Mm -hmm. The midwife had it so under control. Like she didn't seem worried. So I think that kept everyone else calm. And what it did for all of us, like not just me, but I think I always say for my mom in particular, I think my mom had this worry of what home birth would mean and like how, how risky it might be. Mm. That experience really changed her mind about it. And she always talks about it even now of just like, oh, the midwife was just so calm and just, you know, it was like knew what to do. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> And we all see that now. And if it wasn't for that experience, right, we just wouldn't have had that idea about what birth can look like at yeah. home. Mm. So it was, it was really special. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, it I, was great. I just love how it's just unplanned, you know. It's like, hey, the, yeah, nine centimeters. <laughs> what do you think about to yeah. have this baby at home? And you just said, okay, let's do it. I mm -hmm. trust. And, and I think it's great. You know the the folks in your in the room there, you know, your boyfriend and your mom, and who was the other person? My sister was your there, sister and my doula, mm -hmm. and doula, yeah. and and how the three of them, boyfriend, mom, and sister, were like, wait, we're having this baby at home, and then they yeah. just like <laughs> locked in, you know, like that's, oh, yeah. that's so cool. All oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it was like it was great for the whole room, right? It was yeah. just, um, and this is what's kind of led me to want to share more about this because. I really feel like a lot of people have this fear about it be, just because they haven't seen it or maybe haven't heard about a positive outcome, mm -hmm. you know, um, especially from someone that they maybe know or relate to because yeah. it can seem like this very abstract idea. 
And they were lucky, like all of those people who were in the room with me got to see it firsthand and everything went great, you know, and it was just, it was just great. And it was so nice being there. I just remember the the feeling in the room too, like right after, like the baby's here and everyone's gathered around and we're just, we're in my bedroom and the sun was just rising and it was this beautiful sunrise. Like it was such a moment (laughs) and it was just peaceful, peaceful as can be. I always remember that feeling of it just being so quiet and peaceful and like just this baby was surrounded by all the people who I wanted to be in the room, you know, people who loved him. And it was just so special. (laughs) I think about it so fondly. Like it was just such a good experience. So and you hear so mm-hmm. so many birth stories of people who don't describe it like that, right? Yeah, so yeah. that's why I think I I want people to give it a chance or at least consider it for themselves mm-hmm. because I want more people to have that kind of experience that I had. Right, right. So I'm curious, and I want to talk about how this influenced moving into a second pregnancy and birth. So let's take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk about that. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So how do you feel like your first birth influenced your next birth? Oh, it had such a big influence. Uh-huh. Like it, it changed everything. I went into it, you know, as a second time mom here coming in. And so we had planned now from day one that this baby was going to be born at home. It mm. was, <laughs> there was no question, no uncertainty no one was um, trying to talk me out of it because mm-hmm. <laughs> that did happen in the first one. Mm-hmm. People were like, I don't know about that, you know, and I should be careful or this could go wrong or this could happen. And I had, you know, I had all these voices in my head the second time around. I was not going to be swayed. I had it in my mind what I wanted to do. You know, I was just very secure in it. And and so was my partner, too. Mm-hmm. He felt so much more comfortable with the idea and he was just so on board which was lovely um so we were just yeah we were just had our plan and we did have a few more supplies this time a few more towels (laughs) so even (laughs) yeah we had a few towels and then yeah we just we we planned for a water birth this time so we we rented a a birth tub that we could set up in our home and um I, I forget, we didn't need much else, but you know, you just, you kind of have what you, you need for the, for the tub and the hose and everything. So um, that was all fun. It was, it was, you know, we got to set up the pool a little bit early. So we just had this big pool sitting in our dining room. Cause that was just the, the place that made sense. It didn't have a carpet in there. So that just was the room. So it was kind of fun leading up to it, just knowing that this is the plan. This is where we we're going to be. And um, yeah, it just, it gave me that, I don't know, that sense of, um, I don't know, I was just like confident in what we were doing mm-hmm. and um, just no questions in my mind, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Which was nice. Were there yeah, any, so th- I'm just curious oh, if there were any resources or anything that 
supported you or that you um, utilized, read or watched or listened to that, you know, even though you were confident and you were, you know, on this track, anything that just kind of helped you or supported you? Mm-hmm. Well, there were there were lots of things like okay. um, talking to other other women who have sure. done it before um, and being able to relate on that level and and even just to talk about talk to them about what di- what did you have since the first time around for me I you know I had nothing I'd know you know I didn't really know like hey what <laughs> what's the setup here you know um, listening to podcasts like this like this is what more people need I think just mm-hmm. to have that familiarity like hear what people did what worked and what didn't like that that'll help me mentally prepare mm-hmm. I, I think like hearing from just other moms um, just gave me that more confidence that I needed yeah yeah that's what helped me the most cool that's great and and my midwife too my midwife and my doula like they they my doula was like I could call her text her like 24 hours a day like any questions and stuff she was she was a huge help and my midwives I use the same uh, team of midwives they work in twos so that if one's not available and I I felt I knew them better after the first go around Mm -hmm. so I just felt really safe and comfortable with them. And that's what I love. Uh, I just feel that level of care was so high. Like I just, I felt like I knew them almost on a personal level. I just felt so comfortable with them. So these were all the, like I had, I had all this support around me and all those things really helped. That's great. Yeah. So when it was, you know, getting time close to my due date and um, getting ready for this next birth to come around, um, it was funny because the I was all, you know, in my head because the first one went so quick. And it's it's hard not to have expectations. But I want to say to anyone, like, try not to have expectations. Yeah. <laughs> because I was expecting that this one would go quick because the first one went quick. And and you hear these stats that the second one can can often go quicker than the first. So I had that in my head and that was just a, it was a small obstacle. It didn't, it didn't really make the experience bad or anything, but what it did was just kind of had me, um, I don't know, maybe like a little more nervous at the beginning when my labor started. Um, like I was like calling my doula like right away. Cause I was like, <laughs> I didn't want her to miss it. I felt like, I felt like I needed to like, uh, keep everyone like close, mm-hmm. which was unfortunate for my doula because if anyone has worked with doulas or is a doula listening, my doula had just attended a birth that I think was 28 hours. Like I, I think she was there for like close to 24 hours. And this of course landed on the day before I went into labor. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she was actually still at the hospital with this other mom. And I was texting her saying, I think I'm starting mm-hmm. to feel like something like crampiness and possibly contractions coming on right and she said okay like just just so you know I'm <laughs> I'm like at this other birth right now just keep me posted like if you need me you need me let me know mm-hmm. I'm just I'm heading home soon I'm gonna like try to get some sleep so she had got about five hours of sleep and then I called her to come by um to my house and the kind of funny thing that wasn't so funny at the time was that as soon as she arrived, my contractions kind of got like less and less like consistent. Mm. 
So I called her thinking that, you know, birth had started, she shows up and then I'm like, oh, did I like, you know, did I jump the gun? And so see, I was like a little more uncertain in this way. Mm. Yeah. But my doula, she's so wonderful because she, of course, understands and she knows how this thing works. So she was like, you know what, let's just like take the pressure off of it for now. Let's stop timing the contractions. Because I think that, you know, you're timing it and you're expecting it to be a certain way. And if it's not going that way, you're feeling like something's not right or whatever the case. So she's like, let's stop timing the contractions. Let's just focus on something else. Let's just go. So I was like, okay, let's just like go put a a movie on and just, you know, relax and just hang out and see how, see what happens. And that turned out to be the best thing. So we, you know, we kind of turned the lights low. This was a nighttime again. Uh, both both my babies were born kind of like I was laboring through the night and they were born in the morning so it's the middle of the night we just we threw on Titanic because I don't know I just thought it would be a good movie to watch and it's really long yeah three hours (laughs) you could make it through that yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah and my family was like taking bets on like which scene in the movie they thought the baby was going to be born to we're all guessing it's like when the ship's going down like (laughs) oh that's too funny Yeah, my brother was there for this one too. I should I should mention, which was uh, a difference. My sister had moved away, and I just wanted to invite my brother into my birthing space, which mm-hmm. is a little bit different. I know a lot of people like to keep it women mm-hmm. only, but I felt very safe and comfortable with my brother. So yeah, it was same people except instead of my sister, it was my brother there this okay. time. That's cool. And yeah. And he he was good at keeping the mood light. Like he was the one taking bets on when the <laughs> when the baby's gonna come during the movie, and he he was great. Um, I I really liked having him there. And so it was nice. So everyone kind of sat on the couch, and I kind of set myself up in a little quiet corner, which was exactly what I needed, I think. And um, this was like a a good lesson for anyone else who's who might be find themselves in that. Um, space of you think labor started and then it's slowing down and you're not sure for me it was like just lights down and getting quiet and just not talking to anyone and not you know just not being bothered (laughs) just being left alone was what I needed Mm -hmm. and as because as soon as I kind of got into that space the contractions picked up again they started to like mm. increase in intensity. So that really worked for me. But that's like, that's what I needed. And I think, I think other people can relate to that, that that's sometimes what your body needs is just mm. to feel like, I think it's a feeling of safety is really what you're giving yourself. Cause you're just, yeah, you're just kind of getting quiet and you're going inward instead of focusing on everything that's going around you. Yeah. I think that's what happened for me. And so my doula, like, she wasn't right there in my face, but she was noticing, right? So she was noticing how I was doing. She was noticing that I was maybe, ha- like, kind of moving or changing positions through the contractions, like, and that's an indication to her that it was picking up and mm-hmm. moving along. So she was she was paying attention without, like, being in my space. And that was great, too. Um, I I just love doulas. I can't say enough good things about them. Mine was great. Like she just, 
she really gave me what I needed and which sometimes was giving me space right, right. Yeah. and sometimes it was coming giving me the physical support or sometimes it was just like the little things she was saying to me of just you know you're doing great remember to relax your jaw and just that little voice in my ear mm-hmm. all those things were so helpful and I just yeah like I said I just can't say enough good things I I would encourage anyone to get a doula if, if it's possible for mm-hmm. them and if it's what they want um, because it yeah it just helps so much for me so things started moving along um, and the baby was not born during the movie so we, we got through the whole movie Titanic <laughs> sink and uh, the baby hadn't come yet but the sun was coming up um, morning time was here and my water had not broken yet so that was kind of another difference and you shouldn't compare, but you always kind of compare mm-hmm. to your other births. So I was, I was feeling like, why hasn't my water, um, haven't the waters broken yet? And, um, my midwife had kind of made a comment that she felt like once the water breaks, she thinks that the baby's going to really be ready. It was, it was kind of like her feeling that things had kind of progressed as far as they could and that was going to be like the next thing sort of push it along so mm-hmm. all the focus became on like when's this water gonna break mm-hmm. so I was doing stairs and I'm doing lunges and I'm just <laughs> I'm just moving around um trying to see if we can like encourage that along mm-hmm. and I had considered I talked to my midwife about maybe breaking the water sack for me and she said, and I'm glad she did. Like she, she said, let's just try something else first. And then, you know, and then if you still feel like that, that's fine. So she was supportive, but she was like, maybe just, you know, just try this first. So she was like, why don't you try um, like sitting on the toilet, the dilation station. I've heard this. Yeah, one. that's cool. <laughs> I like that dilation station. There's something magic about the toilet, right? I don't know. I think because you just relax your pelvic floor when you're on the toilet. I think that's what it is. So, um, yeah, I sat in the toilet and she said, when you feel the contraction, just kind of bear down with it. And it took about two contractions and everyone just heard this big splash, right? Oh. So the water's. Wow came splashing out and everyone was all excited because this is like a new development and (laughs) um but for me this was like whoa like it all of a sudden like I don't have that cushion anymore Mm. of the water so it got like really real really fast Mm. it got like quite uncomfortable for me (laughs) like very quickly so but that was like that was good because I now I hadn't been in the water yet. So we had we started filling up the pool and it was like, okay, this is now time to get in the water, which was it, it was good to have that like place to go to. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just like a comfort a more comfortable place to be in the water. It was really, really nice. I enjoyed it. And the midwife was right on. Like as soon as this water broke, baby was like ready to come. <laughs> It just like man, it was just like intensity and pressure, and I was I was like really really feeling it. So got into the the tub, and it was again, it was really not long. I'd say under an hour, I was feeling that urge <laughs> to push, and it wasn't even 
it was it was very similar to the first it wasn't me trying to push it was mm-hmm. just the pressure was coming on and I just pushed and and in one push I felt I put my hand down and the baby's head was out and I like looked around at everyone because they they can't see because it's under the water, right? And I'm like, the head's out. <laughs> I like, kind of announced it to everyone, and they were like, "What?" It would kind of surprise everybody, but it just it was quick. After that point, and um, and then they were like, "Okay, just you know, just wait for the next contraction and just like push the next contraction." And I don't know if like time just gets warped when you're like in that moment but I I just felt like the next contraction's not coming like I was kind of waiting for it waiting for it so I don't know maybe that was like 30 seconds but for me it felt like three minutes there's a you know and I'm just like this isn't it's not it's not happening Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I think you're I was also in that little space of kind of worried like now the head's out even though I know the baby can can like be underwater for some time and like don't have to breathe I think I was just having that little mini panic attack sure. of like I need to get the yeah. baby out mm-hmm. yeah so I was like I was just asking my midwife can you help me and she's like yeah yeah so she kind of she kind of came in and like grabbed the head and kind of guided her out while I pushed mm-hmm. and she was born <laughs> mm-hmm. wow yeah and it was beautiful too but then there was another little moment of panic right after um because she wasn't taking her first breath right away. And so that was an interesting little piece um, to her birth story. She was, I remember I was holding her and the midwives were doing their check, you know, and just kind of like, she wasn't crying. She wasn't, and they were, I think they like rub the back and stuff. They do whatever they do. And, and they're like, come on, like, come on, baby, you know, take a breath. And she just wasn't making any noise. So um, you know, it was like, we were all happy she was there. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, what's happening? And mm. it actually took her like three minutes, which was kind of wild. So, um, but the midwives, again, they just, I felt like they had it so under control. Like they really made me feel like they knew what they were doing. So then I wasn't too worried either. But yeah, they were trying different things and it wasn't quite working. So then they, they got the, uh, the little like suction cup and started doing like some suction. And really that is what was happening was because she, I didn't spend a lot of time pushing with her. She had so much fluid, like still in her lungs Mm. and with a little bit of suction, that fluid like got moving. And then, and then we heard the cry, but it was, yeah, it was like, it was a little scary for everyone. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, of yeah. course you want to hear that cry or, or you definitely want them to be <laughs> like have, taking their first breath like sooner. Mm-hmm. But I also like to share that part of the story because I felt still so, so like I felt in good hands mm. with the midwives there. I really felt like they were prepared for this. Mm. They knew how to handle it. And so it definitely was not a concern of like oh we shouldn't have been at home or anything like that because they had the tools they needed they are prepared for this they're trained for this Mm -hmm. they expect that this happens with like a certain percentage of babies and and that's like that's really the feeling that they gave me was like they they knew what they were doing and um 
yeah, they, they had what they needed. So I didn't need to worry. So it was wonderful. Yeah. In the end, it was all great. Wow. And your verse inspired you to create something, to write something. Would you tell us a little bit about that for a moment? Yes. So I remember it was very shortly after this, this birth of my second child, my daughter, and I was talking to my mom and my sister about it, about just how, I think I was just talking about how I wish more people would consider it mm. and yeah. how, like when I, when I talk to people about, oh yeah, I'm planning a home birth, the reactions I get are like, wow, that's brave, that's crazy, or that's what, like, <laughs> and I, I said, I wish people, I wish more people could, you know, see it and know about it more and just like would consider it as an option for themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. So we're just having this conversation and my mom said, she's like, the way that you describe it, you know, it, it, that's what people need to hear more of. Like if they, if they could see it from this angle, from this view and all of a sudden it like popped into my head that like, I could possibly maybe write a book about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that night, like, I just wrote up this book outline and I just kind of had it all pop into my head. And I was like, yeah, like I'm doing it. And it just, I felt so drawn, so called to do it. And it's just for this reason that we've been talking about. Like, I think it's just for that visibility, familiarity. If more people knew about it, if they knew it was an option for themselves, if they, if they knew that people that they relate to and um that are you know that they can see themselves Mm -hmm. in then maybe that they would also consider it and have these positive experiences that I got to have like I just that's that's where I'm coming from with it is like Mm -hmm. I just want more people to have these like really positive birth experiences and postpartum Mm -hmm. and the whole you know and pregnancy the whole kind of the whole package yeah (laughs) yeah I was really lucky in that way, I think, just that everything kind of worked out, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost like divine intervention, like, to have this, like, surprise at the beginning and for it all to go that way. And, yeah, it's important to share it with other people, I think. Mm-hmm. So where did the title Ready to Unpop come from? Yeah, so um, I called it Ready to Unpop because, well, you know how people say when you're pregnant, you're ready to pop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I felt like I wanted to sneak in that like unpopular mm-hmm. word in there because yeah. I just I feel like I'm the unpopular mom that always I'm always choosing what's not popular in the moment because mm-hmm. I've I've gone against the mainstream in so many different ways. So I like I use cloth diapers, I I co slept with my babies and all these things that are not like typical mm. is kind of <laughs> that's where I'm always leaning to so I wanted to like highlight those things and just demonstrate them give almost like an argument like I my mom says I should have been a lawyer <laughs> at some point I think I was like really good at arguing arguing with her when I was a, a teenager but I do feel like it's a strength of mine to be able to sort of lay it out like give like here's the pros and here's the cons and and then really encourage people to make their own decisions, but mm. like as long as they understand like both sides to it. Sure. 
That's great. I mean, yeah. it's all about informed consent, informed choice. Definitely. So I love that. And, and you know, we we made the unpopular decisions as well, just sure like did. you. We, we were drawn to them and <laughs> continue to do it. Continue to do it and, <laughs> and continue to receive the feedback and thoughts of others. So we can completely relate to you and, and your story. And yeah. it's so it's so yeah. great that you just had the inspiration and Clearly, it was meant to be. It, yeah, because yeah, you just had that download of the entire outline in one sitting. That's mm -hmm. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just kind of flowed through me, and um, yeah, it just it felt like it was time. And I I say this too, like I hope my book is irrelevant in ten years. Mm -hmm. Like I hope all this stuff isn't seen as crazy yeah. and mm -hmm. unpopular. I hope that like in ten years, if someone says, "Oh yeah, I'm just you know deciding to have a home birth," people don't react in that way like mm -hmm. the reactions that you get of just like the wide eyes and the the disbelief yeah yeah i really hope it just becomes more mainstream and then i'll have to change the title of my book so it <laughs> yeah won't be popular anymore yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. follow up now we, we totally understand that totally understand that so mm -hmm. ready to unpop we will include a link to that in the episode notes so that people can find you your social media your website and check that out and where can they go Thank find you. it by the way well, I, my website is readytounpop.com. So it has my blog, which will give you some samples of the writing so you can check it out and see if, you know, it's is something that you might want to read and then and then there's the the link to buy the book on that on the site there too. Great. Awesome. Like Sarah said, we'll put links in everything. Yep. Tori, thank you so much. We really appreciate you being a part of the show, sharing your stories, sharing your creations, and looking forward to sharing this with, with the community. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved? Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D A D A G E S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.